0: I remember being in <laughs> elementary school where you're like ML yeah is- 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 I get BBI. Hey, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 45. We are so glad to be here. I know I'm glad to be here. It's been a couple weeks since I've been able we to We missed you last
1: week, man. Did you?
0: Well, Absolutely. I miss you every time you're gone. My name's Brian. I'm here with Jay. Hi, everyone. And Eric. Hey, buddy. And we are the Lunchtime in Rome podcast. You can find us at lunchtimeinrome.com. There you will find all of the places where you can uh, tweet and all those things. You can uh, download our podcast. We would love that, and we would love if you give us a five-star review. We would love if you like and share and and do all the things that that's what social media is for. Again, our hub is lunchtimeinrome.com. We are a podcast that does what, Jay? We model and teach on how to keep people from feeling
2: alone. Uh, that, that is Do the number people one really problem. feel alone in the world? People in every facet of life, in every socioeconomic demographic category feel alone. Is this a new thing? Uh, this goes all the way back to the beginning of what they like to call time. Oh. And uh, what it is focused on, the way we teach and what we're uh, looking at is meeting people's emotional needs. And the fact that if you can join somebody in their emotion... As it states in the Bible, which is Romans twelve fifteen, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, hence lunchtime in Rome. Somebody at Open House last week said, the uh, the orchestra teacher said to me, why lunchtime in Rome?
0: I said, well, I'll tell you why. Hmm. Um, oh, you didn't so, make him
2: listen? Oh, yeah, just listen to the show. I
0: said, jerk. Anyhow, you can go to com and and download any of our past podcasts. All 44 to 44 of them. 44. 44. Plus all the show notes. That's what you can do. Orchestra teacher. Yes. Wow. Hey, about a little bit. Drew Schlagenhop on
2: the uh, the call tonight. There he is. Drew This is a great podcast tonight for him because for a lot of his life, Drew was known as what? Funny guy. Funny guy. And then he became known as, oh, he's the veteran. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like. And Drew's like, just love me for Drew.
0: Yeah. Can I, can I be Drew? Can I just be Drew? Yeah, We. that's fine. You could be Drew. No, no, no. I'm saying that. <laughs> oh. Drew's internal monologue.
2: <laughs> I we drew this look, tonight. I just
0: want to be Drew. Just
2: Drew. <laughs> that's right. He just wants to be who he is. But anyhow, so that's what we do. We take a few minutes and we model that. How do you rejoice with each other, with, with friends, loved yeah. ones? Mm-hmm. How do you mourn with each other? Which I keep saying, we don't mourn enough, but mm-hmm. that really brings people down. But um, and then we teach you not it. really.
0: You're not really good at bringing people down.
2: Oh, that's, I am known <laughs> for making people cry. And then we throw it all out the window at the end by pointing out what people do wrong. And we save it by saying what people have done well, which is the can't do better segment. So yeah.
0: emotional needs. For some people, doesn't that sound seem a little bit like you know far out there, woo woo kind of stuff? Like you <laughs> is have that like physical Feeling needs. Bummed, is out? That like <laughs> bummed
1: out. <laughs> what is that from uh, office yeah, when Michael goes to seasonal that just depression? Bummed out. <laughs> Isn't this
0: just a fancy word for bummed out? <laughs> but I mean, you know, you you have your physical needs, you have your uh, financial needs, but emotional needs. What about them? Do we have? I mean, come on. Right. But um, like for, for a lot of people, they don't they don't even consider the fact that they have a, an emotional need. It's I'm fine. I'm going to go blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. Nobody's purposeful
1: with
2: their emotional needs and, and aware of like what they are. Right. And there is a very bad stigma to having them.
0: Right. Like, you, or are you some kind of a wreck? Are and you if you think about it, you... there's
2: four types of needs. Generally, there's physical needs, which goes into your money as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's food, water, shelter. Nobody ever says, look, look at that guy. Look, look at Brian. What are you thirsty? He... <laughs> you that guy's idiot. always needing water. <laughs> I'm telling you <laughs> almost every day. Nobody mocks you for that. No, they need a house. Look at you. You can't just live out in the wild. Whatever mm-hmm. intellectual needs, school, hobbies, pastimes, things like that. Oh, look at you having to go to third grade. What's wrong with your kid? Anyhow, can't they, you know, mm-hmm. Well, there's spiritual needs, Mm -hmm. and that's not just, you know, Christian. That's faith-based. That's that kind of stuff. You know, yes, you can get mocked for having a spiritual need, but that's only by the most hardened atheist, and that's their religion. So it's not that either, but emotional needs. Mm -hmm. We have them, and those are. we've talked about them in previous podcasts. Feel free to download again. You're looking in probably episodes two through six or seven. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's everything from acceptance, you know, to comfort, to... Uh, belonging, yeah, encouragement, support, those kinds of things. It, most people will say at worst, or at best, I should say, but that hurt my feelings when you said that. Now, first of all, they won't say that; they'll just move on and talk about you behind your back, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's a husband and wife, hey, look, that really pissed me off. That hurt my feelings. Okay, that's the Roman numeral of what's wrong, but it doesn't really identify it. But you know, when you didn't call me all afternoon when you were driving, it took my sense of security from me. I was worried that you were
0: hurt why? Yeah. because that's not a conversation. Most people could even think about having, cause they Correct. don't even know how to have it. Right. But that's why we do this. Exactly. So that
2: you can learn right. to do that. So they can then say, Oh wow. And they can join them in, join them in that emotion after seeking understanding, not forgiveness. Cause if they just go, Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Have we done anything? No, we
0: haven't done anything. There's no healing. Ethan did that to Abby yesterday. He, he, he locked her out of the house by accident. Like to- it was a total accident. We were coming home from hockey and he he just he shut the garage. He, he kind of got in the garage pretty quickly. So I, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. You're not saying he didn't do it on purpose. You're not, not saying, saying he did. did it on purpose. But at the end of the day, she comes. She, I hear we hear a little tiny knock on the door. I open the door. She's just standing there. Comes <laughs> in and just collapses on the couch crying. Oh. And I'm like, ah, oh, did did we lock you out? Did Ethan lock you out? Because I was already in. And so, anyways. We come for. I, I said to Abby, that it was a mistake. I'm so sorry you got locked out. You probably felt so alone out there. Let's, you know, I did all of those things. And then Ethan comes down from his shower and I was like, hey, man, you know, you, you need to apologize to her. You, you, you didn't do it on purpose, but you locked her out. Sorry. I was like, but have you not? All the things that we've talked about, like, that's not joining her. So, anyways, but that's a, that's a perfect example of what sorry. most people do. Sorry. Well, like, yeah, and it's like one. A,
1: of, well, and we're just so ingrained to do that, and like, if I, yeah, if you get that, if yeah, get if that. you get that. Right. But also, what I've noticed is like, if I like correctly comfort somebody, I always usually get something like, "I appreciate that," yeah, or like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, yeah I'll get like a response versus like maybe maybe you comforted a little bit, maybe you know you you check the box, mm. they won't really say anything or they'll just say thanks. Yeah, but like if it's like. If you hit the button, mm-hmm. you'll get mm-hmm. a response, yeah, which absolutely. is nice. Yep.
0: Um
1: yeah, so that being said, that's what the show is all about, but the first thing we do is talk about our week mm-hmm. and what's going on. And since you missed out last week, what's been going on with
2: you, Brian? Yeah, my S S I S S I P P I
0: I don't think that that's the right spelling. <laughs> M.I. Crooked letter I. Crooked letter I. I think humpback, humpback, you had a eye. little bit too many ISs. Too many <laughs> I remember
1: being in elementary school, you are like, M.I.S.S. I get
2: It
0: was from some TV show. M.I. Crooked letter I. Crooked letter I. Humpback, Humpback I. That's way too complicated. M.I.S.S.I.S.S.I.P.P.I. Mississippi is what they call it. Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Bam. Johnny Cash wrote a song about it. You were there. Want to hear it? Here go. Want to hear it? Here you go. Yes. So I was in Jackson, Mississippi. Well, Brandon, Mississippi, right outside of Jackson. Jackson's brother, yeah. <laughs> Jackson and Brandon, right. Um, uh, on site with a client, and it was probably the, probably the best work experience I've, I've had. It was just wow. a, a peak moment. Um, I I went there to to do training and and consulting, and I, I really just I knocked it out of the park. And you know, I'm not sitting here like trying if to. If bri- you do
2: say so a year or so. well, they told me
0: and like these are like top dogs these are like alpha dogs like they're all coming from a different company you know each of them came from a, a, a situation in previous companies where they they're kind of a team that was just kind of thrown together and each of these guys are like they were the guy in their previous organization but then there was a guy who owned seven companies and was on site and like he walked into the room and all these other big dogs are just like <laughs> really sat on their tails. Isn't that great? Because you didn't, right? You were just like, no, "I was like, hey, hey, how, this how you guy? doing? Oh, you know.'" And and because he reminded me a lot of my father-in-law, who is a retired one-star general. And I mean, my father-in-law is amazing, and I've talked about him in the past. But when he takes command, he is in command. It's his room. It's his room. You know, he's talked before Congress. He's talked to the president, who vice hasn't? president. Right. So like he's so, not, buddy. Not impressed, <laughs> um, buddy. So, but but this is this guy. Um, Walks into the room. What's his and name? Bill Brown. Wow, I was expecting more. That old, ba- that old, so, Bill, Bill Brown, Brown you bastard, get on in here. No, not not anything like some of the other people I've dealt with. Right, but um, so but they all at the end of it were just like, this is one of the best trainings I've ever been a part of. You know, you did just a fantastic job. And like, wow. yeah, you know, and I'm like, really? Because I didn't think I belonged here. You know, like part of me was like, I knew I was doing a good job, but at the same time. I don't know their what what their expectations are. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, it was a really, really good trip on that front. I really enjoyed my time there. Um there's something about being around really good leadership, uh that, you know, it it invigorates you. And that yeah. that was one of my big takeaways from it is just man, like good leadership, good direction, good focus. It's 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 a really, really cool thing to see in action. Um so that was good. Um breakfast my first morning you know I always get the hotel breakfast I always get a hotel where i have you have the buffet and dude oh man these eggs look like eggs threw up Ugh. like like eggs like good eggs were like and and threw up these awful nasty runny eggs um the the sausage patties were like rawhide like literally i try, I was trying to cut them with the plastic knife and the knife broke and we're not at the do better section yet we're not at the do better section <laughs> but <laughs> However, <laughs> I, I was able, like, so I, I, I just had a bowl of, like, um, cereal and, and some yogurt. Drew says, those are some army eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, huh? So, but, but as I left t- to, go to, the, uh, to go to the client this th- that, that morning, I happened to look down the road, and there was a Waffle House. And we don't get man, Waffle Houses I up here I love Waffle Pittsburgh. House, man. I know. Like, the closest one, there is one, like, down on, like, over near, like, going down towards Washington. We should take a trip. <laughs> well, I mean it's 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 through two tunnels in Pittsburgh I mean so we have to like reserve a hotel. Well, we've talked and, about Washington
1: because right. we uh, Matt and right. his his family lives out in Washington. We always talk about are we going to get an Airbnb. Like, yeah I, Do I need well, to pack an overnight only bag?
0: it's 5 minutes away with no traffic, it but doesn't it seems feel like it, it feels like yes.
2: now the time change.
0: <laughs> so Is <laughs> right. your you clock? It's you weird. Yeah, you go to the central time zone or something. Yeah. But anyways, I saw a waffle Language house bearing. on the road <laughs> and I was like I'm eating waffle house. And, man, mm. it was so good. And yeah. they had my food up within, like, three minutes. Dude, so fast. And they were, like, I walked in, hey, welcome to Waffle House, you know, with the southern oh, accent. Yes. So I was like, oh, I'm coming back tomorrow. So Heck I ate Waffle yeah. House two days in a row. I the exact same thing. And it was funny because when I came back and I looked at my receipts, it, there was a penny off. Like, like one day it was like, you had
1: the same exact thing,
0: same exact thing, same exact thing, drinks and everything. And one day it was like 1024. The next day it was 1025. Well, there's, yeah, yeah. So the waffle skimming took, the penny. my happened. penny, right? <laughs> skimming the penny. That side, that's how they get you. Get you. <laughs> so I did that, um, you know, and, and I was tempted to like go all the way into J- like Jackson was like 25 minutes away. And I was like, I could go like try to find some, some yep. local food. I did yep. not. Yeah, I, I went to a Mexican place and it was good. And, you know, it was thing. good. Um, oh, man, I'm, I'm bummed you didn't go like to a barbecue place. I know. I, yeah. You know, I thought about it, but yeah, it was just like I was I was in this mode where I was like, like, because there's sometimes where I go on a trip, like when I went to yeah. Miami. Yeah, bro, yeah, just yeah. thinking of Miami. Yeah. I went yeah. to Miami and I'm like, you explore. I'm like half an hour from the beach. Yeah. 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 And you got to go. I was like, dude, it's South Beach. Like, yeah, I got to go at least, you know, stand on the and it was it was. April, I, yeah. like, I got to go stand in the water. Yeah, so I did. How
1: do you not? I, I, yeah, because like when I was in New York, I'm like, what's
2: close?
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go on a business trip. They are great and they <laughs> suck. Right, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, like like you're you're it not is you're, the best in the like world. Sometimes, like when you're on vacation, you wake up at a hotel. Like oh, on these business trips, it's like you know, the alarm's going off at five thirty, and like, you're like, all right, I got this and this and this. Yeah. And it's like pressure, you know, and it's emails. Oh, who am yeah. I kidding?
2: I went to Port Allegheny. That was oh a yeah, you tripped. Yeah, you did. Bam. Bam. Bam.
0: I was already invited back next year. What? Cause it was wow. banging.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's kind of my, that's... I already invited Rachel and she said no. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> business as usual. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I've been and what I've been doing. It was just a really, really, um, really good trip. And yeah. I'm glad to be home and, um, how about you guys? Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna wait.
1: So Jay, if you want to go, because my thing like this week ties into ties into like our topic. Yeah, so
2: I'll kind of do that. Transition. Um, a couple couple like things, organized. and mine are mostly negative. Um, so <laughs> the first was two Sundays ago, Carl the Cuban Ruiz, who is a celebrity chef who's been on guys, grocery games, I, was gonna say, I know who this, I know guys right. ranch yeah. kitchen. He was on Opie and Anthony back yeah. in the day and everything else suddenly died, died in his sleep. Oh, overnight. No way. I didn't know that. And I tweeted this out that I've, you know, I'm a pastor. I'm around a good bit of death. I lost my son to cancer. Yeah. I've lost my father. I've lost. I was like really sad to see this. Mm-hmm. Like he's 44 years old. Yeah. He's wow. hilarious. He has a, he has a Twitter empire. He was doing those food, uh, Polls like the best fast food The best snack food and it was hundreds Of thousands of votes people were just pouring In Gotta love a good poll I've tweeted back and forth with him At times like he just is Mm -hmm. that guy and he'll respond to something I'll put on there. And, and yet who am I? I'm nobody. You yeah. know, I was tweeting pictures of Rachel and he was hitting on her, you know, through because he's, I remember that. that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 And it was because he was just so funny. It, he started with a video and he was at the airport yeah. and he was hitting on a lady and he kept saying stuff. And then like, she flipped him off. He was like, I'm on, I'm on TV. <laughs> uh, and he's like, okay. <laughs> but, and that's maybe part of it is even though he was so popular, like there was a part of me that was like, I think he's just lonely. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, man. You know, and so then all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. And he loved life. Like he would tweet out pictures of McDonald's. His big move was getting Big Mac sauce on a quarter pounder. And mind you, he just opened a Cuban restaurant in New York City. That's a good move. That is a And he's a super high level chef. Right. Loves him some McDonald's. And like somebody the other day was bitching at him about it, saying, you know, Oh, you must have a sponsorship and everything else. And he's mm. like, Nope. no way. Because
1: you know what? Speaking of Waffle House, there was an episode of uh, Anthony Bourdain show, the, mm-hmm. the travel show. He went to Waffle House mm. with a buddy of his and it was like experience. He was like, this is what I do. And like, <laughs> I order this and then I get this. And like, it's this flavor journey, you right. know, and like it's Waffle House, right? right? Yeah. but it's amazing. So, yeah, I'm down with that. Right. I love that.
2: And, it was, and so, you know, just out of nowhere and watching the different celebrity chefs from Food Network comment and say stuff. It was just really weird cuz there's other people I should have cared more about when they passed away <laughs> and yet here's a guy I've never met yeah. who my heart just broke for and, yeah. and for the people that that he knew. So that's the one thing.
1: That's what happens though like sometimes sometimes things just hit you and a good example is like when you talk about when you lose somebody. Like when I when my grandma passed away, mm. it wasn't like Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was like a Wednesday afternoon. I walked into Dollar Tree and I saw all these like cheap bird decorations for like <laughs> springtime, you know, and like, was, and I was just like, oh yeah. my God, like <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's like, that's what it, it's just like, boom, punch to the gut. Like I just, there is it. no, there is no greater
0: alone sadness. <laughs> The dollar store crying. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that's a fact. That, that's a fact. Chris, right Chris Cornell hit me pretty hard, and like yeah, way harder I'd than I that. expected. Like right. Because yeah. like, I mean, I, I wait, I a mean, rock you put, star
2: died. Yeah, yeah. And, and there, like, of and course. there had been like
0: Lane Staley. Like but he sing you know, his a songs, little, and like he had some good ones. Like, yeah, like went and, with and Audio Slave, and, and you kind of thought, all right, you know, he's he's good. Yeah, he's made his career, and 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 then for him to, like. So yeah, I can I the mean, randomness. I, I, I of can kind of relate. Yeah, yeah. He's just like
2: out of nowhere, especially like in your sleep. Forty yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in theory, in his sleep. Yeah, yeah. He was not a healthy man. I mean, the man they called it. His hashtag was Ruizing. Are you his last mm. name Ing? Mm. And people would send pictures, and he was just. I mean, smoke. Was he a smoked, big guy? Yeah, but not gigantic. Uh-huh. You know, but like heart attack. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, he smoked, drank, ate, mm-hmm. did what he wanted, lived life, loved life. Yeah. Um. You know. So that's the one thing. Um, And then just with some, you know, again, we talked about last week being alone at work. Yeah. Um, I have Did Jen not show up this week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had uh, I have a couple that I'm dealing with that is in a complete and utter catastrophe tragedy. And my heart couldn't be more broken for them. Mm. And so I met with them this morning. But that transfers to. I then had lunch with a guy. Follow me woman named Kelly who worked at giant Eagle. And that was when I wasn't working anywhere. So giant Eagle was my church and mm. I would just yeah. minister to those people. Yeah. And she called me one night crying. She'd my phone number because Trey was sick with cancer and looking like he's going to die. And she had been having cancer for like eight years. And it's not fair that Trey would die and she would live and, all that stuff. And then Trey dies and she quit working in China. and We sort of went our separate ways until her daughter died of a heroin overdose or mm. bad heroin, I should say, you know, and then we sort of reconnected, but then not. And then she calls me the other night, messages me on Facebook that she's hooked up with this guy who owns a clothing company called dark side demon clothing company. And it's it oh, sounds super positive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I read it. I was she goes, I bet you just rolled your eyes. And I was kind of <laughs> like, no, I kind of went, oh, but it's this. They were known in Pittsburgh because they made a T-shirt and did a fundraiser for a girl in Moon Township who was paralyzed as a gymnast. Mm. Yeah. And that the whole thing is overcoming your demons. Yeah. Whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety and everything else. So I met this guy for lunch today and it's hol- not hilarious. It was amazing coming from meeting with this couple in the morning mm-hmm. as Hopeless and sad and tragic to hear this guy's life, which starting in birth, when he had a heart defect that they didn't discover till he was three, and he had open heart surgery as a three year old, and was told you can never play sports. So he became a swimmer and was nationally ranked as a seven and eight year old. Mm -hmm. Then he's given a clean bill of health and he becomes just a kick ass wrestler, football, baseball, all this stuff. Wow. Gets into MMA. He's fighting, you know, and he's living the life. And has a freak trampoline accident In an MMA gym Where he was just trying to jump as high as he could Yeah. But they hadn't strung up the trampoline correctly And it broke both of his legs And severed both of his patellar tendons Which plunged him into a huge depression After his surgery Where he tried to commit suicide several times Wow. And after two months Was able to stand Was told he'll never walk again When he woke up from his surgery (sighs) Two months later is able to stand Makes his way back is doing exercising and that kind of stuff. And then his wife is diagnosed with cervical breast oh, and one other goodness. kind of cancer, uh, stage four and all three. Oh, wow. and Smokes. the day that they diagnosed that she beats it, he comes, he's diagnosed with Parkinson's and some brain issues from CTE type stuff. And wait, wait, this is all the same guy.
0: You, you said the day that they the, diagnosed that she beat. No, the day that she was declared in remission. Oh, so she was declared in remission from all of those things. And they say, oh, here's what's wrong with you. It's Parkinson's. Oh, my goodness. Like... I mean, you think about, like, how... My ankle's really itchy recently.
1: Like,
2: oh. There, there's, there's always somebody that has it worse. It's that, it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, oh, yet, and yet. And yet. And yet. And yet, he keeps on, and yet on. he's moving. He's got this clothing company. Yeah. And their whole thing is to love and serve mm-hmm. and to help people. And he said, the only thing that limits me is money. Because he sells his shirts for like 12 bucks. And that's, you know, I'm having lunch with him and I'm like, you yeah. know.
1: You might you want to bump
2: but they're doing one for cancer, uh, you know, for people that have been lost to cancer. And so they asked if they could put Trey's name on a shirt. And here's the beauty of it. Then bringing it back to emotional needs. I saw it at like midnight when they first asked me. And I was like, oh, sure, whatever. And then I set up. The, this was like Monday. And I set up the lunch for today. <laughs> and Rachel's like, "How's your day? And I'm like, well, I met with so-and-so and so-and-so this morning, you know, the tragic couple. And I said, oh, and then I oh, I haven't told you anything about this shit, have I? <laughs> She's like, No. And I told her, she's like, wait, dark side demon. What trace name on what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, should I have run this past you before they put it into production? And she's like, I would really like for you to do that. So I didn't. But I so there's a t-shirt <laughs> Sorry, out there. With trace. Sorry. Too late. Well, let's put a link in the show notes to, to their website. Dark side demon. Yeah. And and the thing is also is they're doing a support group like they did a, an online thing, sort of like in a three day respawn kind of way an online support group. Yeah. And within like three days, it went to like 4,000 people. Ah, And he wants to have a physical support group. Yeah. And he said, I don't want everybody just sitting in a circle. Cause you have to understand, here's this guy. He's still mm-hmm. jacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, he's from Edgewood. You know, he's a yinzer out the yin yang used to be an MMA fighter, but now he's debilitated by Parkinson's. He's got his cane and he's like, we're not sitting in a circle and talking about like, <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> you know, he's like, I want to talk about, Hey, how do you stop from being alone? Yeah. 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 I mean, on his website, it talks about you're never alone. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're having lunch with me. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where we're going to go. They want Dude, to meet at our, up. and they want to meet at our church for that support group. Yeah. yeah, And I said, look, I don't know what you're asking me. Are you asking me for a room? Are you asking me for a little bit of input? I said, I'll think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the whole thing is like, you know, I'm like, by the way, it is a crap ass title of everything you're doing. (laughs) But here's the thing. I had lunch the other day with a guy who was an associate pastor of a church who said at my church, everybody comes to learn more about the Bible. He goes, and I've told some people, you're getting a little spiritually obese. It's time you push away from the table and go work out your faith a little bit. And I said, do they? And he said, no. <laughs> okay, so where should I spend my time? Should I spend my time with a spiritually obese or guys like this who may or may not know the Lord, we didn't even get into it too much. He knows I'm a pastor and he didn't say get away from me, but he also didn't say I too have given my life to the risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. right? Or this guy who goes, and out, goes out and does everything he can to love and serve people because he has been in the depths in mm-hmm. the darkness. Right? Who is it we should hitch our wagon to? Yep. I ask
0: you. But mm-hmm. well, the answer is the latter. The latter. Okay. So as compared to the former. Just to tie up real quick, Parkinson's aside, sure. Is he able to walk again, or is yeah, 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 yeah? He is. He walks with a cane. He walks with a cane, cane, the cane is more of the Parkinson's. I wow, think dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. Um
2: but he worked he walked fine. But yeah. like, you know, he's he's still not great, but he's great. He says I don't sleep, but that gives me more time to, to work on t shirt designs. Wow. 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 That's unbelievable. And he said when it's cold, he's in pain. And when he's when it's hot, he he shakes more from the Parkinson's. <sighs> wow. And I said, Why well, ain't that a son of a bitch?
1: Yeah.
2: I'd love to meet him. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Can't do that. I can
1: help him out with some SEO stuff for his uh
2: for his website. Um anything else? That's about it. Food. Mm. Food. Oh, yeah, food. I had a steak salad today at Eaton Park for lunch. It was mm. lovely. And uh, when I was meeting with the local pastor who's starting his own ministry that we'll talk about another time, um, I was at Red Robin. Yum. Yum. And I got their avocado salad, which I always get. But this time, the blue cheese, instead of being like, hi, I'm here. It was like, blue cheese here. <laughs> and it was not a pleasant experience. It was experience. the Bill Brown of blue cheese. It was wow. the Bill Brown. I bowed down good. before <laughs> that blue cheese. Way to tie that
0: in
1: brown um, to blue <laughs> i yeah, i so for me i'll talk about food first i went to uh nikki's thai kitchen today you did dan tan mm. yeah i met up with uh a friend of mine um you have other friends yeah oh. um so my friend um drew mm. bloomer and uh went with my boss james um because a mutual mm. contact at one of our vendors was in town so we all met up and uh had a great time i had the green Curry with uh chicken and rice went one on the spice, mm. not five.
0: No, <laughs> it's yeah, a it's uh, it I like it, doesn't add anything to me. Like, I hate like <laughs> spice. Oh, I hit a nerve. I'm not, uh,
1: whatever. <laughs> no, I'm with you. That's no, what no, all no. you non spicers say. I like so, you know, because I want to enjoy it, yes and like the one the one has some spice oh, yeah. so like yeah. Well, you have no taste buds <laughs> yeah you've you have established that because yeah, you drink you burn Red them, Hot. them you've burned them all off um just shoots red hot every night <laughs> but um but no you could there there is like a mouthfeel of, of uh spice in there and uh but it was it was very good it mm-hmm. was it was very good uh uh curry mm-hmm. um I had, like, it was that coconut curry, which just has like, like that sweetness. They so had the sweet yeah. and sweet and spicy, which was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it was delightful. And they have—I mean, I'm still—I'm still on t- on fun, um, fun uh, Asian bistro. Mm-hmm. Their crab rangoon, they're my jam. But man, Nicky's Thai Kitchen,
0: some good—not too coconutty, no. Good, because coconut also sucks. <laughs> But see, every time I have a curry, I'm like, hey, "That's
2: great, coconut."
0: Like, really? It's just, uh, but
2: uh, coconut in anything, I'm like, "Oh, there's coconut." Yeah,
0: yeah. Coconut is the uh,
2: grapefruit of the fruit salad <laughs> uh, of the rest of every other dish. <laughs> I didn't say it right, but you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um,
1: but then this week, um, so you guys know, I've been doing the Couch to 5K program. So and, proud. uh Yeah. I, pre- and I and you know what? I really appreciate that. I think of you every day that I don't run. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of people at work have been have have been really encouraging because there's there's three runners on my team um that have done like your team at work, not a running team. <laughs> no, right. Well I'm just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said that I was like not right. a running team? But they've done like they've done half marathons. Oh. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have no desire to do that. Right. Um, not saying I never will,
2: but I really have no desire don't to do that. Don't judge them for doing it.
1: I, I don't. I have, I have mad respect for them. Um, so this week and even like this morning. So it's, this morning was one of those test runs. So I'm, uh, I'm using an app called Endomundo. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's by Under Armour. Is it by Fonzie? <laughs> no. Uh, by <laughs> Under Armour. <laughs> yeah. Um and Yeah. And uh, showing your age there, Jay. Um, and... <laughs> um, at certain points you have to do like a test run mm-hmm. to, so this morning you have to run for 12 minutes straight and normally it's intervals like run three minutes, then mm-hmm. walk two, yeah. run three, walk one, that kind of thing. Um, but today was like, we're going to measure where you're at and then that kind of adjusts moving mm-hmm. forward with the program, right. It, it does math and algorithm and then like, it'll yeah. kind of see where it's like a temperature check on where I'm at. So I ran at a pace of like 10 minutes, 35 seconds for that 12-minute period, which was an improvement from the last test
2: period, which was encouraging. Your pace for 12 minutes was 10 minutes?
1: Yes. During that 12-minute period, my pace, my consistent pace was 10 minutes, 35 seconds. For a mile? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was cool. But then Monday...
0: Monday, Monday.
1: And we've talked about this before where it's like this tight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, nothing happens on Monday. I don't know. Um, monster that. trucks aren't in town, you know. Um, but Monday, it just hit me hard. I Like, I, out of nowhere, and it's funny we just talking about, like, after somebody passes, like, you never know when it's going to hit you. But in the morning, like... I'll oftentimes I'll listen to worship music or I'll listen to something like kind of heavier and get me like me pumped up and I'll spend time with God. And like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running I'm coming to the tail end of my interval time and getting close to the cool down. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, I was just like, God, thank you so much for for this.
2: Wow. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say like, you just
1: started weeping. No. And then, and then I did. Oh, because I thought about, you know i have a daughter now and i've been thinking more about me and who i am mm. and all my life i've been the big guy mm-hmm. right and a little bit of history i'm not going to talk a lot about it but i've always been big you know i'm big now and i had surgery when i was 20 i was had surgery in 2009 i had gastric bypass surgery so it's been 10 years since i've had surgery i've kept a lot of the weight off and like i weigh 120 pounds lighter than what i did when i was right before surgery yeah Mm -hmm. so that's a human uh, right that's a that's a lot of weight i I used to weigh 410 pounds but growing up like since like the the tail end of of grade school i've always been the big guy that was my identity Mm -hmm. right and that was who i was i was always kind of the jolly probably annoying sometimes you know fat Mm -hmm. kid you know and that's who i identified with and that was who i was and on Monday it just, it hit me and like, I just, I thank God. And like, I just, I'm like, man, I'm going to, mm. it's hitting me. Cause like, he was like, I want this for you. Wow. I want this for you. And I, and like, it just made me go harder and it just felt so good to just like, just have that release mm-hmm. and like have that message, like just be like spoken in my soul on, on Monday. And I was just like, I, like I needed that. And
2: I love that it was, I want this for you.
1: Yeah, right. Because it's like you're not that. Right. Like right. I want, I want you to be who I want you to be. You know. Right. Like it was. It was really positive. And, and, <clears throat> and that's
0: one of the things that, in in again, not a Christian podcast. Right. And I know we're not going to say that, but I did. But you can have these but like you can have these moments of, epif- of of epiphany that are similar. I get it. The thing that th- so many things that I appreciate about being a Christian and and knowing God is that. He defines you and and how right. much how much of the world around us is this scratching and clawing for some kind of artificial definition where if if you're the if you 're the creation, how do you define who you are if 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 you 're defining yourself outside of the creator you you can't ever really tap into that identity A vase can say i 'm a painting, but it 's still a vase it 's still a vase right. and so that 's a significant moment for you because god's saying you're not the big guy you're who i say you are right and i want that for you right so that's beautiful and
1: i and i've struggled with that because like because then like i just started thinking about and that's why like you know when i was thinking about this idea like what we were going to talk about this week normally jay comes uh, more normally jay comes up with it but i just had this idea i was like you know i like i've been i've had a couple identities growing up you know like like Batman, yeah like Batman, (laughs) um but, you know, one of them was the fat kid, and mm-hmm. then I thought about, like, well, then, you know, I have to joke about it, mm-hmm. and that's part of who I am, is joking about my weight. And and it's not like I, ha- like I haven't had these thoughts before, but it just, like, hit me mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, and then, like, I was the annoying kid at one point, mm-hmm. you know, and that was who I was. Or, like, I was the funny kid, so I always had to, like, either... Throw somebody under the bus and sacrifice like somebody else for building me up, Mm -hmm. you know. Which that's not good. Been there, (laughs) and you know, and or you know, being the life of the party. Like, what do you have to sacrifice in terms of like your dignity to be the life of the party? Like, you know, maybe it's some substance abuse. Maybe it's you know, getting a little. How many kids
2: who were the big kids (laughs) had to do the thing from Goonies? Oh, the truffle shuffle. Oh, you
1: got to. It's funny. Everybody laughs. laughs. Yeah, they laugh so hard, and you laugh so hard you cry.
2: Only you don't laugh; you just cry.
1: Well, and you know, and that's the other thing. Like you know, when you're big like that, because like, I was 410 pounds. When you're big like that, you wear it. Like you wear your addiction on your shoulder. Yep, mm-hmm. and you're alone in the middle of a room full of people. You know, everybody can see you, but man, you feel alone because like you're 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 the big, guy. You, you're you're let the big
0: ask, guy. Let me ask you. Did you in that scenario? Did you gravitate towards other big people? You know what I mean. Like if if you're in a place, I have to be the one that says you just said gravitate. Like I'm a planet, Brian. <laughs>
2: Thank you for pointing out my word choice.
0: <laughs> just saying.
2: Uh, just saying. And the beauty of it is. I'm the a-hole for
1: bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Everybody was thinking it. Nah, no, um, just
0: the douchebags. <laughs> but did you find yourself like trying to it because you knew your identity as the big guy? Was there
2: comfort in people
0: with a similar affliction? Yeah, I,
1: I mean,
2: or there wasn't like a. Th-
1: oh, I mean, no, like it wasn't my. like a like. Hey, you're fat too. I'll hang out with you. You know, like it wasn't. <laughs> so hang out at the buffet again. I never really thought about that, but it was also like at the same time, there was a, a another friend of mine in youth group, ironically named Brian, um, and you know he was a he was a big guy. So we would hang out together, and we would just kind of it kind of happened organically that we just became you know friends, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I sought out right. big, bigger people. Right, right, right. Okay, I gotcha. wanted to be. Right. Normal. I wanted right. to be, you know, regular type. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, and that's, and that's a big reason why, like, I was like, I can't be regular type. And then I felt alone. Right. You know, but then it's this weird battle of like, well, I'm the big guy. Right. You know, and that was part of like, you know, before I had the surgery, that was a discussion of like, cause you have to do all these prerequisites before you have surgery. And one of the things that the doctor, that the doctor talked about was like, you're going to be a different person. Like, especially mm-hmm. for people that have been big their whole life. You better life. be a different person. Like, but I it, mean, like, you're, it's different. Right. You've never looked like this. Right. You know, you might have more confidence so that you might, you know, if you're married, you got to be careful, you know, that like, you know, cause you know, it's all of a sudden you're
2: attractive to other people. Yeah.
1: Right. And, and you're going to enjoy
2: that being attractive. Sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and how many people that go through that surgery then transfer that addiction? A lot of people do. And you know,
1: and 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 in the past few years, I I felt myself my myself slipping, and I'm so grateful that I had this moment on Monday. And when you know, say you find yourself slipping, what do you mean? Just bad habits of like grazing, you know, yeah. and you know, and not grazing
2: lean proteins. <laughs> oh no,
1: right? Um, you know, and and just eating when I don't need to eat. mm mm-hmm. Um eating cause it's fun mm-hmm. you know, eating cause eating cause I'm anxious cause it's my drug. Right. You know? Um, but you know, this, this whole, I, I've been doing it for, it's, it's coming on two months now and, um, I'm just so happy to be on this journey and I, I, I needed it so badly cause I was getting, I was getting to a point where I was like, man, I, it's not that I hate it cause I enjoy the process of it and I'm glad I'm seeing results and stuff like that. But like I, just, I never grew up with like a workout routine. hmm. I didn't play sports. I was in band, mm-hmm. so it's very foreign to me. And like, I want to get to that point where, like, you know, not that I'm enjoying it, but I'm enjoying the results of it, and I'm I'm building those really really good habits that are going to reflect, you know, onto Maggie at a later point.
0: Right. And the moment you had this morning, you've had you've had significant moments like that. Yeah. And that's that's, that's okay. You don't like getting out of bed. You don't like running. But like you said, those things are. That's the, such a great It's a motivator benefit. to get up yeah, and absolutely. do it. We're still on. The
1: lights just flickered <laughs> in the studio. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, it, it's, it's been, it's, it's been good. And yeah, I feel more
2: free. Right. And I think before we go to what do you do about that? Yeah. How can we take that? You know, I uh, certainly, you know, you said you're, you were the funny guy and, or you're the, the jolly guy. And yeah, we, that was my identity through my hurts and again the identity becomes a mask for for who we really are or how we really feel about ourselves you know you're a hurting guy and your drug is food yeah so okay the mask is i'm the happy big funny guy yeah. look at me i'm big right. yeah you know when my life turns upside down at the age of 12 i become the really bitter funny guy that's going to make you laugh because otherwise i'm going to cry mm-hmm. uh-huh. and if you see what's really going on inside of me I'm going to be really upset. So I'm going to make you feel worse than I do. And I became the biggest jackass that ever existed mm. in junior high school. Yeah. And I make jokes about how I was so thankful for young life because I got to meet girls from Woodland Hills because they didn't know I was a jerk. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so I could go date them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: And then because I was the jerk at Penn Hills, yeah. even though now by ninth, tenth grade, I've committed my life to Christ. I'm a new guy and I'm becoming loving and kind i already made my bed i'm the jerk mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and so uh, there there wasn't a great field to date there um but then as life went on like i had a family member who will go remain nameless um but it was it was a, a brother of mine um and he once said to me you know why you don't like children and i said why and he said because they don't realize it's all about you and it was a joke and i laughed because he was right yeah like I'm 21, 22. I've got these nieces and nephews and I'm trying to tell my story of life because what guess what? I've grown up the youngest of five. Yeah. And I'm the baby of the family that nobody ever listens to. We've told stories about that. Yeah, that yeah. No one except for, you know, Kathy would listen to me and she would do it just to steal my jokes. Yeah. Well, now I'm 21, <laughs> 22. I've got stories to tell and everybody's looking at the babies. Yeah. Mm. And so Tommy said, "Hey, you know, they don't realize it's it's just about you." And I, and I would I built that up because it was true. Yeah. And and so I rolled with that. Okay, flash forward. 20 years later, maybe arguably at least 20 years later, I'm a different guy. Yeah. And now I've learned about emotional needs and I want to be there for you. And I want to lift you up and everything else. And out of the blue, he says to me, well, you know, they realize, you know, it's not about you. And it crushed me because it reminded me of who I was. Yeah. The identity of me back in the day that I had worked so hard to shed. Yeah. So now let me come full circle to our uh, apologies. I actually sat him down, and I said, listen, here's what you need to understand. When you said this, it affected me in this way, and it took away from this emotional need, because any hurt is an emotional need not met or taken. So you took away from my security. You took away from my respect, blah, 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 and I just need you to know this. And bless my brother's heart, and he doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. Jan might. He goes, "Ah, I didn't mean to hurt you. And I went, well this was good <laughs> i'll see myself out <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be leaving but that's part of the problem is when you want to not be yeah the identity that you created for yourself right and people don't see it mm-hmm. and then you quit. right.
0: and then you quit yeah i'll never be what i didn't want to be well, yeah you know, uh, no go ahead. I'm i was gonna, gonna say I, on, the, on the flight down to jackson i was watching the um vicariously watching the uh Elton John story, you know, the, the new movie that's out. Yeah. And it's like you've seen Elton John, you've seen, you know, The Queen, you've seen Johnny like, you know, all of, these, all of these rock and roll movies about somebody that they're fiction, but it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I feel like it's the same thing for a lot of these guys. They build up that, like, they're just charging ahead, like, we want to make music, we want to do this, I want this identity, I want to be the rock star, and then they get it. And the next thing you know, Elton John's shoving you know, pills in his mouth and, and ends up at the bottom of a swimming pool because he just, he doesn't, he looks around and he sees this party again. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't want this anymore. I, I, right. I don't know how, and I don't know how to get out of it because if I'm not that guy anymore, what, who am I? What, who am I? Yeah. And then what happens yeah. from here? And it's such a terrible phrase. I have to find myself. It is.
2: And yeah, for some people it's very true. And yes. for all of us at some point in time, we are defining ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, well, I want to go back to, and I'm sorry for, were you done with that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity. Like I said, that you felt that God said to you, you know, not, I, I want this for you. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was succinct and it was personal. Right. And it was for you. It's a, it's and a direction
0: it, and it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's so and, many things in one thing. And that's so meant the world
2: to you. Yeah. That you're not what you've always been. Right. And you're worth more than blah, blah, blah. And all right. that stuff. Right. And so I think that's where I think the opportunity everyone has is, okay, reaching out to that person. Okay, there's the person that is the whatever guy or the whatever girl. What do they really value? You know, so let's, you know, again, we're going, you know, you're the the big guy. You know, but there's the life of the party girl or the sarcastic person or the giver or, you know, whatever their identity is that isn't necessarily... Who they are. Mm -hmm. We have the opportunity. We being everybody to say, okay, really, what is it that they value? You know, and you can then go through the outer shell, the outer persona and say, you know what? I really appreciate about appreciate about you is blank. That isn't that big persona. So I could say to you, you know, Eric, I love that. You are such a good husband to your wife. Mm. Not you're always so funny. Right. You know, but your wife
0: must be cracking up all the time. Cause you hey, are oh, so, so great. How does she example. live with you? <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, but to, to be intentional with an affirmation, with an appreciation of who somebody is outside of the persona that they have created, just like God did with you. Yeah. He
0: said, no, no, no. I want more for you for this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. So I want to tell a story about Ethan, my son. And, Last year was his first year at um, at Linton, which is our middle school. He's, he's, he was in sixth grade last year. He'd come from a charter school. He'd come from a, some different things. But this was the first year kind of integrating into um, into Linton. And, um, you know, I, I kind of had mixed feelings about it because I went to Linton. And I knew what it was like when I went there. And I'd heard things about Penn Hills. And actually, Jay, you you know, you really helped me. All right. I'm at peace with this. We're going to send him to public school, and it's been a great decision. Yeah. But last year, almost the entire year, he wore a hoodie every single day, like basically from like October on into June. When we went to the beach last year, hoodie. <laughs> oh no! I no, no. I'm, I'm so yeah. When we went to the beach this year, like in June, I picked him up June. from school. He had he had like sweatpants, not sweatpants, but like track pants on, and a giant hoodie and a hat, like like <laughs> a like a woolen hat. And he's coming out like his face is bright red. I'm like, dude, it's 85 degrees out. But he rocked the hoodie yeah. because he was the hoodie kid.
2: Okay. I thought you were going to. All right. This is about me for a minute because remember you pulled up at my house and I was like, why the crap are you wearing a hat? Yes. <laughs> okay, <man>. So yeah, <laughs> then
0: you saw what he looked like. And, and he cried himself to sleep that night. <laughs> all. I was at the beach. So hoodie guy. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But yeah, all, all year he crafted this. This is I'm the hoodie guy. Yeah. And. We had a we had some conversations over the summer, like especially towards the towards the end of the summer just recently. And I, I was like, are you going to be the hoodie guy again? I mean, <laughs> you're way more than the hoodie. You're n- That's not your identity. I said, I, I get it that, you know, and, and we had this conversation today, actually, on, wow. the, on on the way to youth group dropping him off at youth group. But because um, he hasn't been wearing a hoodie like he's been he's just been whatever. He's and good. so I, I and I brought it up and I said. I really, I, I think that it's great that you're not the hoodie guy this year. I said, are you are you much more comfortable in your own skin? I it was it more like a um, you know just kind of like a security blanket for you? And he's like, yeah. Wow. And I said, and you feel good about yourself? He's like, yeah. But you know, leading up to that, like we like I said, we had some conversation. I was like, man, you don't need to define yourself by by your hoodie. You know, you're you're a confident <laughs> you're kid. A whole you're, lot more. Yeah, you're you're and, and I, I I started naming off like you were saying about you know here's how you 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 name those traits you call those things out you know and it's the older i get the more i, I understand just how magical and powerful calling something out in somebody can be like yeah. this is who you this is who you are yeah. this is how people see you as and this is how it's just it's amazing with that and so like god called it out in you this morning yeah I'm so glad that Ethan's not the hoodie guy this year, and I'm so glad that it's not because I've shamed him into not being the hoodie guy, or stolen his hoodie, or, or stolen his or hoodies, cut, like, I'm gonna like, hoodie. I'm going to be hoodie guy. Cut, cut the hood off his sweatshirt. We're not right. wearing hoodies around Ethan. Right. All the time or, done now. S- or done something <laughs> that would have stolen that security. Like if right. that, if that is his security, you
2: build upon who he is and yeah. exceeded it and not limited it to the hoodie.
0: Yeah, and so I, I say that number one because I'm proud of him. Number two because what you were saying, you know, I I, I think I unwittingly put that into effect. And the results are there. So, you know, I just. Well, and I want to celebrate the fact that you had that conversation with
2: him, because with all due respect. And again, we all have needs. We had needs when we're children. Our kids have needs. And the fact that needs don't get met doesn't mean anything other than they didn't get met. Okay, why do I say that? Because do you remember those conversations that you guys and I had with my dad about what defines us and who we are as a Uh, no at 13? mm -mm. No. How great is it that you can have that conversation with him and, and, you know, and to put that into his life mm-hmm. and say, no, you're the man, you're not, you know, that's the emotional need of belonging. You're my son. You're God's son. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. Right. Well, how much further ahead is that kid going to be? Because you took the time to have that conversation with him. Yeah. That is incredible. And yeah. what a blessing that is. I do want to point out what Drew said. He said, I feel like Drew's one of our listeners. Uh, he's listening now. Anyhow, I feel like the expectation stays with you from others, even though you're no longer acting in the identity. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, the, that's the whole thing. And that's where a lot of the aloneness comes from. Yeah. You know, maybe the aloneness in the beginning is I feel alone, so I have to find what my identity is. Yeah. But then later on, you try to break from it. And everybody's like, you're still the whatever. Yeah. And that's let's call it what it is. That's true. Mm. You know, Drew was the funny guy and Drew's the veteran. And Drew's like, no, I, I, there's a whole lot more to me yeah. than this. And everybody's like, "Come on, Drew, be fire guy. guy, Be fire guy."
0: guy.
1: Yeah, fire He's
2: got started the fire. Um, yeah, and
1: well, I like Ryan. I don't think anybody like just like Ryan says in that. Is, I know it's funny, but you mentioned it in the office. He mm-hmm. says, "I never want to be a that, guy, a right. guy right. here at the office." Like Stanley's the crossword guy, Right. And, you know. And <laughs> oh, wait, what was? Unless it's, like, super positive. I mean, no, but there was doing? a couple. It wasn't,
2: like, there was somebody. It wasn't Michael, like, oh, I'm the really handsome guy or something like that. Or, <laughs> I can't remember. I forget what it was.
1: But then yet, the, the ironic thing is he ends up
0: being the fire, the guy, guy, fire uh, guy at the end of the episode. But and, and and then when he becomes the boss and everybody, like, he comes in and they're like, oh, yeah. fire guy. He pushes back. He's like, no, I'm not that I'm anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. And and that's positive. You you need to do that if, you know, not not in a jerk way, but, like. Push back, yeah. Set the boundary, or it's, gently remind. Yeah, it's tough. I look, and, and yet <laughs> I was funny. I'm funny. Still like by. I did,
2: like I did with my brother, and said, "Look, that's not who I am anymore." You know, he's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Yeah, and I'm like, "So right. this didn't work." Okay, <laughs> yeah. But he does know now. You yeah. know what I mean? So it has worked to push back yeah. gently and with love. Yeah, and, and, and even if you stuff. don't get
0: the response from that person, at least you 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 have the respect within yourself to to do it. Well, and, re- and you know, to re that, right. And also, who you are. But right.
1: also having those people around you that can comfort you in that, that know who you are now. Yes. And all that. And
2: appreciate who you are. Yeah. And that way it enables you to be secure in that and in the future you can continue. Yeah. To, to do, to do better. better.
0: To do better. Was there anything else that was that it with Because I want to make sure we covered all the, like, his points. Well, he just commented from, but I think that was a correction on his typing yeah, earlier. Yeah, Okay.
2: I don't think there was another whole point. Okay. So no, I think we did. And all nobody right. else commented on that, so we can move on right. and tell people to do better. And I will go first with a do better. Do it. I have noticed something. I am a coach for the Penn Hills Girls Volleyball team for just the past 23 years. And it is an under-attended uh, sport. Volleyball. In my first year as head coach, We played a match at Gateway for the section title, and the gym was full. There were people standing room only. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced anything like that ever since Mm -hmm. before at all in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Earlier this year, we played... Have you played for the title since uh, then? It was for the section title, and yes. Oh, okay. But anyhow... Not many times. Yeah, but still you (laughs) Um, have. There's a comparison. Right. No, it's just not. And there's, I mean, and especially, but the point of the story in the do better is this. At Latrobe High School a month ago and at Norwin High School uh, last night, Mm -hmm. they had a quote unquote student section that was comprised almost entirely of their boys team that was there and they were cheering loudly. And so for that, I guess you can't do better except for as obnoxious, destructive and at times rude, calling out girls by individual numbers, trying to screw them up in the middle of a serve, Mm. which, okay, and the reason why I don't complain to the other team is if it's a basketball game, what are you doing on a free throw? You're screaming and yelling and all that stuff. Okay, there's also a 1,000 people at a basketball game, not 10 guys who are standing there screaming, and at one
0: point, you know, they're- It's a lot more personal and vindictive.
2: And we had two, Mm people two starters out last night Mm -hmm. and against a section champion team in norwin so we were not doing well in the first two games They have a completely makeshift lineup and we're getting blown out and they are mocking our girls and they are you know get the buses started you know Uh, start the buses and it's the middle of game two you play best of five right and i would have been so thoroughly i mean if i if that happened in my gymnasium Mm -hmm. i would have left my bench and i would have gone over and If if I hadn't kicked out half the guys, stared them down and had the, I mean, I do have the respect of them or even guys who don't know me. There's no way I would let that happen. And then one of our parents said, a parent went by from Norwin and said to the guys, Hey, thanks again, guys. You really showed up tonight. Mm -hmm. Really? That's showing up. Right. Like, why can't you just cheer for? Right. Not cheer against. Yeah. And again, am I that much of a weenie that I'm, you know, I'm that I'm that butthurt. And that protective of my girls. No, because, I mean, th- I think there's a healthy way of, like, talking smack,
1: you know. Yeah. And having that playful banter. But, like, cheer for your Sportsmanship, team. Sportsmanship, man. There's sports. You know.
2: They're Right, right.
0: Like, and make so make the fact
2: that the, 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 the uh, you know, that they're okay with that, the other team, the other team's coaches, both times. And mm-hmm. I, I've known those, th- you know, the two coaches from last night and the head coach from Latrobe. I've known them for years, whatever. I'm friendly with them whatever yeah will you boy, bring the,
0: will you bring this point up to them
2: no i won't because that's that's a it makes me look like i'm all butthurt and b it's their gym they can do what they want you know yeah. i maybe i have the respect of them enough to go boy that's a bad look mm-hmm. you know i i would have and maybe outside of the immediate match you know but one of their girls mother effed one of my girls who's mm-hmm. going through a loss in her family mm-hmm. and mother after uh, on the court mm. And so I did tell her about that. And I just said, look, because I would want to know if this happened to my kid. Yeah. You know, and I told her. and So
0: they could do better. They can't yeah. Do better. I think they could do better. That makes me angry for you. I appreciate that. I have a can't do better. I have a
1: quick can't do better. So we can end with two can't do better. I'm right. down with that. Um, so Tennessee students hold oh, so secret toy drive for classmate who lost everything in a house fire. A group of Tennessee students surprised their classmate on Friday with the results of a secret toy drive after he lost all of his belongings in a house fire. Last week, one of our warriors, that's the school mascot, Daniel Hunt, lost all of his belongings in a house fire, said Philadelphia Elementary School on Facebook. His third grade teachers and classmates started a secret toy drive for him to replace the toys he lost. He received the toys today and he was so surprised and thankful. And there's a picture of, of him
0: grinning ear to ear. Yeah, he's, so, he's so happy.
1: Um, included in Hunt's new toys were several board games, sports equipment, Lego sets, and Star Wars Mr. Potato Head, um, and a Detective Pikachu figure. <laughs> who doesn't want that? That's just I awesome. said he doesn't want that. Who doesn't want I that? I said who doesn't want that. <laughs> and again,
2: it's so easy to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and yet most people don't do it
1: and i we'll, we always post the, these stories on, on in our show notes mm-hmm. and like and you just
0: see the looks on the, yeah. the look on the kids face it's awesome love it thousands attend funeral for florida veteran who died without family wow Thousands of people turned out on Tuesday to pay their respects to an army vet in Florida who had, not, who had no living family to attend his funeral. Some 4,000 people, most of whom were strangers to Edward Pearson, attended his funeral at Sarasota National Cemetery, where he was buried with mer- military honors. Originally, only, a fu- only the funeral director of Legacy Options Funeral Home, Michael Hoyt, and another veteran were expected to attend the funeral for Pearson, hmm. who died at the age of 80 in Naples, Florida. That changed when Hoyt posted a death announcement for Pearson online. This veteran has no immediate family. All are welcome to attend. We wanted to get the message out to the community to let people know that, to let them know that they were welcome. So the post was shared thousands of times on social media, which is great to hear because so many times social media can be such a destroyer of yeah. things. What? Yeah, that's true. No. it's true. It's no. true. Um, so, yeah, um, no, but that's great, especially because he, guy's dead. Well, he uh, well,
2: I was going to say ain't doing it for anybody, well, right? right. That's w- respect, yeah, for for a veteran.
1: It also breaks my heart because, like, maybe he might have been alone. You right. know, probably was alone. Where were
2: those four thousand people before he died? Right, yeah. right. You know,
1: just like when a store is like closing. Where were you guys before? You know, where was the seventy-five percent off? off now? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's cool that a community got together, and this guy.
2: Brought everybody together, and you don't know what what that does. I mean, that's that's just a cool thing. I mean, over four thousand people showed up is what it said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you never pretty, know what's going to do for the future. Can't do better than that unless you guess maybe you get five thousand. Can't do better, and that's where we like to end the show.
1: Would you take us out, Brian?
0: I will. uh th- This was episode forty-five of Lunchtime in Rome. um Hope you enjoyed it. We do this pretty much every week, and like we've I said, two. We've missed two, two. Have we missed two? Yeah. Okay. yeah vacation and two weeks ago uh, vacation i forgot about that yeah that's right um but yeah so if you enjoyed it um maybe this is your first time listening uh we do have all of our uh previous shows out at lunchtimeinrome.com as i said at the beginning of the show please check them out um again like comment give us positive reviews please share um, you can give us six or five stars either one six or five <laughs> yeah right um But with that, we will be seeing you next week. Adios.
2: Bye.